Welcome to the worst gig of my life. I'm Joe Lucas and I chat with musicians, bands and comedians to hear the real, uncensored stories of the worst gigs I've ever played. This week we have Plovers, a punk trio with infectious energy. Their worst gigs range from bands smashing their own gear, band members quitting after the first show of a tour, playing to empty venues and many more delicious stories. Before we start, I'd like to thank our caterers, Devourit Catering, who provide award-winning pies for all of our guests. Enjoy the show and sorry for the bad language. Us playing the worst gig or us going or... Playing. 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 Dan, okay. floor's yours. Because, uh, yeah, as I said to you earlier, when you approached us with the podcast, I was like, okay, that's an interesting concept. And it got me thinking and reflective. And I was like, fuck, I have played some real... Like, a lot of really shit shows in my day. So I, it was really hard to pick <laughs> Good. one or Just even one three. Shining <laughs> Even <turd>. three. <laughs> yeah. um, I think probably the one that stands out to me... And it needs a little bit of a backstory, so I apologise. I'll try and be as articulate as I can. But um, it was my first serious band back in Canberra when I lived there. And it involved my very first interstate show ever. What were ever. they called? Machina Genova was the band. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mm-hmm. like a like a metalcore kind of like, I don't know if you know Converge. It was mm. sort of like that sort of thing. Anyway. Doesn't know Converge. Huh? Oh, if Lots you don't know Converge, uh, <laughs> fucking should. That's hey. what, if you ever want to say something directly to the camera, it's that one. It's that one. Yeah. Don't listen to Margie or Jared. Yeah, that's right. Converge sucks. Ever. Converge so terrible. Tell me about the So the band. Awful. Yes, yeah. so it was a Sydney... Sydney... It was a Sydney weekender. <laughs> and um, we were doing Newcastle, Sydney, Wollongong. First time we'd ever played out of state. How old were you? When was this? Uh, this is about fuck, nine years ago. I'm feeling really old every time I reference something from that long ago. But anyway... Uh, it was with another Canberra band, so we went... When you had hair. We packed, yes, we packed in a van together and went to Sydney. Um, the first show on that tour was Newcastle, and it was like, no one really knew who we were or whatever, so we got uh, a local band from Newcastle to uh, to play with us so that people would come to the show or whatever. No one came to the show, so that was the first stop of the weekend. So we played to about three people. That, that was the first sign that things were not going well. <laughs> Yeah, so we rock yeah. up. Okay, so we played. You played to the sound guy at least, I hope. No, we played Even to the. Even the sound guy left. We when, I say, when I say guy, it's I a don't really remember player. if there was a sound, sound guy. Sound the yeah, venue yeah. was like an RSL, kind sound of like deep. in Newcastle. So it was just kind of like, what are we even doing there? Um, the local band that opened for us, I think they were called How to Survive a Knife Fight. And. Pretty <laughs> gun! That's a great name. They, it is. Um, but they played before us. I don't know why, but they trashed all the gear on the stage and just they covered a home amongst the gum trees, like really raucously, and just started like just like smashing it. Like it was, it was their gear. Hang on, was it like a metalcore cover of Home Amongst the Gum? No, they were just literally screaming at like drunk bogans. They were like, "Here we are, gum tree!" Just like I was like, "What's going on?" That's amazing. That was that was band again. Oh, okay, okay. Can so, we please do that? Surely <laughs> yeah. like, there's a MySpace that. or something that we can oh go on. MySpace right? is no more. But for Hello? context, this was the last, the last uh, uh, song. So they played serious songs of their own before that. It was like kind of the last thing. Anyway, so then we were on Next and they pissed off somewhere to get food or something. So it was just us playing to like three people. Uh, and They're rock stars. They don't need to <laughs> and, and the the bar manager or whoever was working there just came up to us and was like, I'm so sorry, guys. Um... And like offered to pay us before we played instead of actually. He was like, "Do you just want to?" Oh no! Yeah, so it was just like this is fucked. Anyway, you still played though. Yeah, we played to the other band. So <laughs> fuck we, you! I'll we, take the money, but fuck you! I'll take the money, but you're still gonna listen to my shit music. <laughs> no, like it no, was no nice judgment. of them to you know apologise and whatever. But anyway, so we played to three people, being the other band. One of the guys started moshing to us out of probably just like he was our friend touring <laughs> with us, so he was like just having a laugh. Fuck and yeah. there was a security guard at or a bouncer even no. a security guard. Uh, at the venue, massive guy came over, like almost like semi cross-eyed, just real like <laughs> like a bulldog almost. Came over and just put him in a chokehold and like, <laughs> like dragged him. I don't know Yeah, it was bizarre because it's like, bro, like we're not doing it. He's just moshing. He's not. Oh. He's not throwing anything or hitting anyone. There's no mm. one to hit. So 
<laughs> so oh, no. we kind of just went up to him like, what are you doing, man? And then he kind of understood what was happening. I don't think he realised. He's never seen Did he think someone like, had a fit yeah, or something? Yeah, because that's what you do when someone's having a fit. You get him in a choke. Exactly, right? I got you, man. I got you. feel safe. So, yeah, okay. So, so we played that show. I'm getting to the tail end of the story now, but we played the show and we had to drive after that to Sydney to stay at our friend's house overnight that we'd organised. So it was another couple of hours. From we, Canberra? No, no, from Newcastle. From Newcastle, So we went sorry. to Newcastle to Sydney and okay. we got there at about two in the morning and uh, it was this guy, Tom, and his, it was his family home. Oh, and man. we got there and he wasn't there or picking up or anything and we weren't <clears> about to go and knock on the door of his family home at two in the morning. So we ended up sleeping in the van that night and um, our bass player, Andy... I hope he doesn't fucking watch this. What's Andy's Dude, last name? Did he shit himself or something? Is uh, this it starts, starts with an N. Sleuths out there. Anyway, there's lots of Andy ends. But uh, he was so off it and so like fucking done already that he quit the band. So well, I woke up the next day and he was gone. And apparently, he, oh wow! Apparently, he'd got picked up from Canberra. I think his dad came to pick he him up. Got a seven hundred dollar Uber from Sydney to Canberra. Oh, Ubers weren't around back then. <laughs> no, yeah. it was just a cab and it was seven thousand dollars. Luckily, luckily bass players aren't necessary for bands. Well, so. we got one of the other guys to fill in Fuck. for the rest. You just of the garnish. Weekend. It's a waste of time. It was real disappointing because well, mm. we're still friends and everything, but. Like the fact we we kicked him out basically, so he didn't quit. Was he that just, so? Was that the first left. gig of the tour? The first gig and our very first and my very first interstate show ever. Oh and wow! He just, it was he's a, like nah, done. He was first like I'm done. done, but he didn't quit. He just went yeah. back to Canberra and then we kind of called him up from Sydney and went, look, man, we kind of you know we're going to be doing this a lot more. So if you can't handle it, we need to find someone else. So yeah, we kind of it was a mutual thing, I guess. Yeah. I think if you. would he didn't technically quit, but if you leave to go back to Canberra from Sydney, I think you know you defaulted. Okay, to quit. I know what prank You're to play when message. we go on tour. Yeah. I'm just gonna start disappearing in the middle of the night. So. You're just gonna go to Canberra. <laughs> no, I'll just disappear. Yeah. I'll just go find somewhere to hide out, and then you guys in the morning will be like, "Shit, where's Molly? Oh no!" And then yeah. I'll jump up and be like, "Spaghetti!" And Spaghetti. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's the boss's kid. It's yeah. it's great in theory, except I'm you know I'm not gonna fucking wake up at two in the morning <laughs> to go anywhere. Like when I'm down, I'm down. It's... If you just turn your phone off though, and then disappear, I'll just hide and then turn your the phone bed. back on a minute before the gig, and then just rock up at the venue. And be like, where have you guys been? And Jared's like, cool. I've replaced you with a bass machine. <laughs> a bass, <laughs> a bass machine. I pre-recorded your parts. It's all good. Put like a yeah. mop on it, and just, then like a pair of googly eyes. I just got like done. an octave pedal, and I'm just gonna run that through a bass amp. Like, let's fucking do the job, eh? No, you got the fucking poly thing. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But that band ended up, um, you know, doing pretty well and lasting for like four or five years and we toured a few more times and obviously it wasn't, you know, bad enough to stop me from still, for some reason, playing in bands now. You're a (laughs) sadist. Yeah, you're into that pain. Yeah, so so basically, first interstate show, um, played to nobody... Uh, our friend got attacked by the security and the opening band trashed the gear. How the After playing among the gum trees. It was really strange <laughs> because... Uh, That's great. Well, it, it wasn't strange. It was fine. Like, I kind of expected it to be very low-key, to put it, you know, to put you it lightly. You didn't think that that was just going to be the launching pad and you were going to make it in No, because A, and... it's heavy music, so I knew that there's no money in it anyway. I don't really care about that. <laughs> um, whatever. Yeah. B, um, we're a band from Canberra. No one outside of Canberra knows about Canberra bands, or they didn't at the time. So it was just more of like a... a we saw it as just a fun weekend in a way to, you know, just show some people in New South Wales the band. The bouncer and the bar manager saw it. Oh, the bouncer loved it. Obviously. Obviously. Because he maybe was, maybe he, he was, was pitting harder than yeah. you. I'll show you how to fucking pit, mate. <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah you guys actually ruined his mosh. And he's exactly. Like, oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moshing. I'm not. Man. Oh, I'll exactly take my badge like, off. I'm done. Like, I'm he's not. like, you guys out there picking up change? Watch this. <laughs> All right, let's throw to Jared. That was a good story there, Dan. I Thank really you. enjoyed that. Thank that, you. Had, yeah, that had everything. I that. Thanks. And Thanks. I really want to find out if so. how to survive a knife fight. It was either a bullfight or a knife fight. I'm going to look. That up and see if that's still a band because I, I am I, actually no I don't want them in this. You know, you know what would be you know what would be <laughs> better. I just thought about that for a second. <laughs> with their teeth. Yeah, like, they're coming with knives and just fucking. I would love. She got rabies. Um, <laughs> that's the ending of the story. It's the only hundred percent hundred percent lethal disease there is. Yeah. I know, right? And mm. we don't have it in Australia. Bless up. 
So you can do we not have rabies in Australia? No, no, no we don't. But right. you, so that means you can that. have no, white sorry, it's, sorry, just to correct, it's only one hundred percent lethal once symptoms start showing. You can carry the rabies virus and you can get a vaccine and it will one hundred percent cure you. But oh, yeah, that's true. exactly that's PSA. True. Once the symptoms start, only one person has ever survived once the symptoms come up. And she was Yeah, she was injected with such a fucked up cocktail of drugs that she is technically alive, but not. It's like Carl Drogo. He's alive, but at what cost? Exactly, right? Don't bring up Game of Thrones, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, no, it's it's dog shit. The whole series is fucked. I still still don't know if I'm going to read the last book. Like the, next the last book's not out. coming out. It's never going to come out. No, no, no. George R. R. Martin's he's going to die and then someone else is going to finish it. And either way, even if we release the book, no one's going to be satisfied. But, so it's going to be like the June we series are, where nothing's going to stack up to the first book. We are coming up. No, no, no. Storm of Swords is the best. We are coming up on the decade anniversary of the publish uh, date of uh, Dance with Dragons. Yeah. came out in 2011. It's not coming out. I got it's not to coming I, out. I like Storm- fantasy and sci-fi because it's like beautiful and safe and this wonderful extra world where you know you can it's just fantastic and i don't need people just fucking letting me down there welcome I go to there the real world margie yeah. that's why i like my fantasy this world is a, hang on. <laughs> this is a this is a hole that we're standing on the precipice of because if this goes any further i'm yeah, gonna be no. really tempted to slag you off about the name of the wind oh no we're not going there <laughs> all right we'll, we'll keep on right, track Jared. hit me with some okay. bad gig stories. can i all right can i be slightly slightly um greedy and, and, and tell two no! Yeah. <sighs> okay. What the I, fuck, Jared? Why I, you I, like I, 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 okay. make an executive decision? Yes, that's allowed. I have two stories. A, fu- a, a, funny, a funny bad gig and a genuinely bad gig. So thankfully, <laughs> neither of them were this band. Um, I actually took a surprisingly long time to tour interstate with bands because I, I grew up in Wollongong in New South Wales and I played in a couple of bands around Ooh. there, which I'll talk about in a while. <laughs> uh, bloody... Two five double like, mate. Like don't, Wong. don't step to me, bitch. Um, <laughs> but I played in a couple of bands in Wollongong, but we never like played any further than like Sydney or anything. We never got out of the state. So legitimately, the first band that I played in that I toured with uh, is a band called Clove, who I was in for a period. Um, and the band kind of exists, but is is defunct at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was asked to join that band. Um, on pretty short notice when the band already had a tour of Western Australia booked. Um, and the whole story there was the drummer had lived in, um, my mate Chris had lived in WA with um, his partner for a while before moving to Melbourne um, and knew some people over there and this whole WA tour uh, had been booked. And by and large, it was really great. We had a show in Perth that was fantastic. Then uh, a friend of ours threw a house show in Bustleton Ooh. over in Perth, which is a place which is notable for apparently having the longest jetty Bustle. in the southern hemisphere oh, yeah, yeah. so if you're really really stuck for, for interesting places that to one's visit, in the bucket list well exactly uh. you can you can you can walk the whole thing and and be confident that you will do it in in more time than any other place south of the equator will offer you um, but where this story takes us is to albany and albany is the southernmost point of western australia so if you kind of visualize the map where there's like a little a little chin cleft kind of mm. um and it's a coastal city and we played a gig there i think at a venue called the white star hotel or something like that it sounds like a good place to get glassed yeah, yeah. It sounds pretty dog shit. <laughs> you, this you, is shaping up nice you, yeah. you could not be more on the money no one no, spoiler alert no one gets glassed but it was definitely that Ooh. environment Damn. so we had we were touring with this band that were mates of ours through you know that um, we knew through through our drummer this this um really really cool um, sorry I nearly confused the band it was a band called Glass Wave which no longer exists funny story at one point one of the guys from Good Dugs was in Glass Wave before he left and before he became an alleged sex pest so hmm. uh, anyway we'll move past that um, White but dudes, hey? yeah he wasn't in the band at the time that I toured with them though so we were all good anyway. They were headlining the tour because they were WA locals, but we should have known something was up when they had organised the um, the running sheet for that night in Albany as three-band bill, local band opening, and then rather than us in the middle, they were in the middle and then we were finishing up. And it soon became apparent that they were like, yeah, look, we booked it like that because last time we played in Albany, people show up for, like, the opening band and then, like, fuck off, right? Mm-hmm. So the opening band were this local... Um, what would I call them? Maybe like a, not like a 
Musical. I guess I guess maybe like a metalcore band. Um, no, they're set. Going. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> what they were called. I wish I could remember what they were called. But they they played a set that was predominantly covers. I know they definitely covered mm. Parkway Drive. Oh. I think at was, the White Star Hotel. That's yeah, they they uh, they covered yeah. uh, uh, what is it? Um, Sorry, you're not a winner. Uh, yeah, the greatest right? hits of yeah. uh, they covered some other stuff. <laughs> greatest hits of my teenage years. <laughs> and two things were notable about their set, right? They'd obviously brought a whole heap of mates with them, and people were just encouraged by we got really drunk on some shitty, awful rider beers. In, in addition to the the guys in the other band that we were mates with, with, with the guys in Glasswave, and one of the guys in that band, this guy Ali, who is a legend, very big dude, like tall, like. I, I don't mean, you know, like big as in like overweight or anything. He's just like a tall, wide, large man. He's right? a large human, like yeah. scale up. He's, he's wonderful. But anyway, and he was just, we all just got drunk and we were like, let's fucking pit, you know, for this opening band. Everyone's going to go crazy. Um, oh, their mates, no. it, 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 it got a bit wild. And three separate points during that show, one of the guitarists in that band had uh, dreads. I was standing for the majority of the show up towards the front of the stage, directly in front of him. And he was headbanging so vigorously that on three separate occasions, his dreads got caught in the tuning pegs of his guitar. <laughs> so they actually, they actually snagged on. And he's kind of like doing this. And then he's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Stuck like this right next to the fretboard. So on three separate occasions, <laughs> I reached out put my hand into this guy's greasy dreads and untangled him from, from the top of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it kept happening and I was like, dude, just just give it a rest, right? Anyway. Up, up and down, not side to side. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Or circular motion, you know? Yeah. You, don't wanna... you got a windmill. Yeah, exactly. Windmill is right. penises and dreadlocks. Yeah. So okay. that band finished their <laughs> set. It was messy. It was fun. Uh, and then, you know, changeover happens, uh, glass waves start playing. And as soon as, you know, so are the sands of the hourglass, so are the days of our lives, whatever it fucking is, people just disappeared. That entire band and their entire crowd just disappeared completely. Fuck yeah, that's very nice of them, hey? Yeah, so, and, and keep in mind, this is the kind of venue where we're, we're playing in a front room at the kind of pub that has a bistro designed by committee, Right. So you know the kind of place. You know, like waterfront, you go they 10 meters. They definitely had a pokies room. You go Good. 10 meters in another direction and there's like a couple of like lovely boomers, you know, trying to enjoy like a chicken snitty in another room, right? Um, so Glasswave play their set. By the time we're on stage, this is the last show of the tour and we're like, fuck it. Nobody's here aside from the other bands. Let's just get a bit Let's loose. Let's get super drunk. Uh, I was drunker than i've probably ever been playing did Jared come out uh <laughs> no no um for those listening at home Jared is what margie calls i i for oh, a period right. I, I lived yeah, in spain yeah. for a little bit with an ex of mine and i and i do a when he gets super a, drunk an impression that would that would get me cancelled Jared um, <laughs> comes out and he based, starts based on my terrible spanish that terrible i still remember spanish and is just Weirdly suave, yeah. like see, see. speaks. Uh, Boy, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, Good God, what is I happening? And up, so good I Lord, what is happening over there? there? And I just, I just, we love Hared, but he comes out so rarely that. Look, the future's bright for Hared, I think. Anyway, I digress. The point is, by the time we played this set, I decided that the most appropriate thing for me personally was to get as close to naked as possible. Yeah. Uh, our drummer, our drummer Chris, Damn. followed suit. Uh, and this is with clove. This is with clove. You're naked playing clove. I wasn't uh, naked. I kept. I kept he like, had a sock on the yeah, pants. No, I kept my underwear on. It's fine. I kept my Ooh. pants on actually. But um, I tried to climb into the roof at one point and lost my grip and fell off. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, we we were just we were just going all out because nobody was there. We were like, right, whatever. We'll just yeah. and you know the gig the the show we played was was fine but played to an empty room the thing that was the real icing on the cake though was that once that finished and you know we we, we got out of there we we loaded out we were in a new city we were with some friends that were from the state so we ended up you know going and getting some more beers somewhere a friend of ours jesse 
made out like he was going to be able to like bluff away into a club by pretending he was a promoter which failed miserably mm. but the real icing on the cake was after spending the next hour or two trying and failing to go through various fast food drive throughs in a trolley that we'd stolen from um, a local supermarket, myself and a couple of other guys from the band had found, you know, we, we actually called an Uber to take us through the, the drive through of They a, have of those in drives. WA? They do. That's nuts. And <laughs> while we were sitting on the curb eating... They're just trolleys. Someone's pushing it. While we were sitting on the curb eating like the, the four or five like chicken burgers that we'd ordered, who ends up wandering past us but the vocalist to that first band? And it normally wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just been like, eh, you know, like fair enough. But the thing that set me off was the first thing this guy said was he came up and he was just like, oh, hey, you guys, great set. Loved your set. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> maybe I'd had too many beers by that point. But my first instinct was just be like, oh, thanks, man. What did you like the most? No, and then just, just stopped glassy. and just let the silence hang and watch this guy and his girlfriend squirm. So look, that was look. You say you were super drunk, but the fact that you had like oh, to be honest, you deserved the awareness it. to do that shows that you weren't quite drunk enough. If someone doesn't watch your set and then says loved your set, like yeah, I, I back that. I back that. Look, I've been guilty of doing that myself, so I can't. <laughs> I can't throw a shade. Who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't? Great set, dude. I haven't played. I played again. Yeah. So look, that that that's that's a that's a bad gig that was notable for just being loose and fun for me, but a genuinely bad gig. We have to rewind back a little further to my very first band um which was a post-rock band called when the world sleeps mm -hmm. now Nighttime. yeah exactly <laughs> well, hey hey jesus you, we, you solved the my problem. god he's got it yeah <laughs> and that's it the, that's the album and then they yeah. release one <laughs> nighttime exactly. it's just one song it's when just run through it's just ambience it's waves crashing and yeah exactly and just just some crickets and some owls um but we were a five piece. We had three guitarists. We were really into, I don't know, like Mogwai and Explosions in the Sky and This Will Destroy You and all those kind of bands. And a friend of ours, you know, this was while I was living in Wollongong, first ever band. Most of it was instrumental. And a friend of ours that played in a couple of other bands decided that uh, Wollongong bands didn't get enough of a go in in like the Sydney region, like God bless his heart. And he decided that what he was going to do that was he was going to book a night um, that was purely consisted of like Wollongong bands all so coming no one's up to play. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We'll get to that. Well, anyway. you were there, fuck. Anyway, um, he... Don't have to be. <laughs> he ended up booking, I don't know if anybody's familiar with kind of the greater Sydney area, but he didn't end up booking somewhere in the center of the city himself. Uh, itself. He ended up booking a place in Caringbar, which is in like the Sutherland Shire. What? Like, I, none of these, none, none of those. These are all made up words. Yeah, yeah. You just... Have you ever heard of Cronulla? Yes. Oh yeah, that's what. Like where the right, where, where yeah, exactly where the the race riots the were race in like two thousand. Yeah, exactly. It's a wonderful place. Anyway, um, so Caringbar is is kind of in that vicinity. Anyway, so he booked it at this place called Bizzos, and Bizzos <laughs> Bizzos was like the band room in the basement of like a an RSL, a basement band room though that would. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was just downstairs RSL's have a basement band. Yeah, really cool. yeah. I, I That's think pretty progressive with the RSL and community. Exactly right. Um, and it was kind of mid-sized. You could fit like a decent amount of people in there, which clearly we didn't. But <laughs> um, yeah, you a lineup of you know uh, band dudes and their soon-to-be oh, oh, like. How old were you at the time? How old was I? Good question. This would have been maybe twenty ten. So I would have been... Don't need to reveal your age here. 19. Oh, I, I would have been 19. Jared's almost 12. 30. Yeah, yeah. So we played... Or we were somewhere in the lineup. We weren't up first. And imagine the crowd is the guys in the bands and they're soon to be ex-girlfriends. You know, like <laughs> they're the only people that are there. And I had wow. kind of worked myself up somehow to just be like, whatever, we're going to play this show. And... I mentioned before that most of our songs were mostly like instrumental and there are a couple of songs that I sang some vocals on and the song that we opened up with I don't remember it well enough to know exactly what I did where I went a little bit too hard or got a bit energetic about I don't know didn't go hard hip thrusting while I was playing a guitar what it meant was that the second song in the set had vocals in it and as soon as I sang the first note I passed out what how do I not know this uh, what the fuck <laughs> so 
I... How does that happen? Sorry, we've been best friends for how long and you haven't fucking told me that you passed out on stage? Because you're not that good of best friends? Yeah. Uh, all so, right, this is friend. the end of our friendship. <laughs> so, Do you just call everyone your best friend? Yeah. I no. was... You haven't I mean, heard this story. I've got one, <laughs> I've got one friend, Dan and I. Before, before everything started rolling, you did compliment me on my on my skin tone. I I am a I'm a slow growing uh, weed of a man and was even more so at nineteen. Um, Did you used to be like real short? Uh, only when I was like for for a little while, but maybe when I was like thirteen or something. Like I was never. I think I just had a growth spurt a little late. Your head's um, just too big. For your body. Yeah, exactly. It's I'd just kill for a late growth spurt right now. Yeah, yeah. five <laughs> nine. Fucked. Look, mate. It's it could be worse. <laughs> I'm waiting. It could be, it could be five eight. Could be much worse. Yeah. Come on, ladies. <laughs> Any day now. Come on. Any day, I'll grow some Just like for audio listeners to know that Margie is referring to her breasts. Just right eat now. lots of KFC. Just break vegan and eat them. You know, I don't anyway. want cage raised hormone babies. No, so. no. What if they were free range hormone babies? No. What if they were free range non hormone babies? Organic. What if they were? What if they were lab? Wait, I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk no, about lab grown meat. That conversation. I'm not going to talk about lab grown meat. Let's and also, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> all right. Anyway, the, the reason why I passed Finish out, I, I think I was. Yeah, I've, I've been talking for a while. I think the reason why I passed <laughs> out, I, I just had drank a couple of beers because I was anxious and nobody was there. I kind of ran about, despite the fact that at the time I had no cardio fitness, and something just came over me. Nothing so I sang bad. this first. Now I passed out. I fell backwards onto my amp. Oh. Kind of, kind of came to lying backwards on my amp. And then kind of just laid there for the rest of the song. Just decided I wasn't going to sing any more of the vocals. I felt like I could keep playing whatever I needed to play while I was there. Muscle memory. Uh, and then, you know, I wish I could say that that gig was worse, aka people were there and saw it and judged me, but nobody was there, so nobody knew. Even wait, even the bands you played with weren't there? Look, they probably were outside having a cigarette or having a slap on the pokies or, or on a, a more chili or something at that point. <laughs> Who's to say? Sounds a bit far-fetched, mate. Pixar didn't happen. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> Let's Sorry. put it this way. The, the memory I have of that band room is all of the lights being bright and on the entire time. So for the gig, that's a which is, Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So anyway, oh, that's 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 my story. The show where I passed out on stage in front of absolutely nobody at a gig that was, you know, had the best of intentions but was, was an, an abject failure in every mm. sense of the word. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Exactly. Jay. Exactly, yeah. but who did the grout? Uh, I was trying to think of the name paving, of that cricket. Paving that doesn't have grout. Did I don't the grout? Think. I think it's cement in <laughs> the place. Cricket, the cricket. Yeah, you know, was I it Sellies? Sellies. Nah, that Could one be. of the things had it. Anyway, it's not important at all. Margie, hit us. I'm clearly a traitor. <laughs> all right, Margie, let's go. It's got to be the <laughs> Shehad story, or else. No. This fucking better oh be good. Oh my god, Margie. do I have to do that? No, no, because we. Oh, I don't um, know how much time we well, have. I don't. I only started playing. I only started playing in bands when I was like in 2017. When I, yeah, I'm a, I have, I have some problems with how my brain works mm -hmm. and uh, I couldn't play music in front of people for like most of my life. Like gives me too much anxiety and I could play like seven instruments, but I can't do it in front of people. Cause like I have like a heart attack and the serotonin's there, but your brain just doesn't Thanks work. antidepressants Ooh. for making me be able to play on stage. Um, <laughs> sponsor me. Now I feel nothing. Sponsor me Pfizer. I f oh, oh my God. I actually feel nothing. <laughs> I was saying this to Darren earlier. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we could sell some antidepressants to merch chests. Throwing branding. them off stage in handfuls. <laughs> now make sure if you're ready to start taking this that you do so for at least a month and you expect the first couple of weeks to be pretty rocky, but trust us, they'll even out. It's right? a shit the time. Brain's actual mm -hmm. will be over. Um, Normalise the, the conversation <laughs> around antidepressants because they're a shit show. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I was talking to Sorry, Jared about mommy. how terrible mine are earlier. Um, so, yeah, I only started playing in bands when I was like in like 2017 when I did my PhD dropout thing. Before then, I was trying to be academic and I wasn't going to waste my time on music. So I was busy mm. doing science at university. Cliche. Um, I was I was a tit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something about trying to prove my intelligence, something I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, so 
there's a couple of options from when I was in high school bands. Mm -hmm. When good. there was a while when I played baritone sax, which is like the big one. It's like this, and it's got like the loop in it, Fuck yeah. which is what Lisa Simpson's supposed to play. Mm -hmm. But the fact it's smaller than her as like an eight-year-old girl doesn't make sense because it would tower over an eight-year-old child. It's true. But you have to wear it with a front harness because if you wear mm -hmm. it around your neck, you'll break yourself. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I was fourteen whilst playing this instrument and had developing still developing breasts more about <laughs> spitting breasts today um and i um and i refused to wear that so i'd like stack it up on like a pile of textbooks to play and it would always fucking slip off the textbooks and it was terrible and unless you're really good at sax it sounds terrible um mm. did you like blow too hard into it one time and like it spilled off no i'm just probably shake too hard from having to play in front of people yeah okay. and then the one time i got courage up to play music in front of people me and two friends decided to do like a song for our grade 10 graduation. Fucking lol. And like, why was that a thing? <laughs> and we were doing David Bowie's five years, but we changed it to, oh no, it was a grade nine graduation. Okay. And it was like, we've got three years. We changed five years to three years. And we were doing piano and vocals and I was playing piano for it and some dude ran up on stage and started doing ballet and then everyone Fuck started yeah. laughing too much and then I couldn't do it because it was like too different from, I was like, I can't, I can't have I haven't these. mentally prepared. I haven't mentally scenario. prepared. And like my little poor ASD brain just shut down and I had to just stop playing. And I was like, and then it was really awkward and everyone was like, <laughs> and Is that, then it? <laughs> that destroyed my confidence until Ooh. 2017. So that was a good about, oh, let's say about 11 years before I was ready to play music in front of people. Like, that wasn't like in an ensemble again. That was, yeah. I don't know, like, I feel like a string ensemble or like a school band's different than like a punk band. Um, I don't know, I don't, yeah. really, I don't really have any super terrible gigs except for when, like I used to just be super like OCD about gigs and I had to have at least three spare picks on stage lined up on top of the amp. Yep. I had to make like, I had to draw onto my pedals, like the exact markings where all my knobs had to be adjusted to. Um, I was just very. That's the wrong being. Organized. And I had like I had to have like like a pint of beer before I went on stage. That was you know the ample amount. Um, and God, I used to be fucking terrible. Like when I first started <laughs> playing bass, I'd just be shaking so much. I was like, play, play, I play look <laughs> in your defense. I was the first show you ever played. Was that house hat? Was the house hat show at? Kenzo Palooza, which was a, which is like a, a thing that a, a mate of ours was running as like a house show for for a recurring period for a little while, um, and that impressed me. That's where Plumbers started because we had been talking about forming a band for like a while informally before that, but it was always in the context of you playing like like some simple stuff on guitar or playing like synth or something. I can do power chords and bar chords. Yeah, exactly. It. But it was that set that it was after that where we were like, shit, throw those ideas away. Why don't you just play bass? And then when we met, so when the band first started, we had a, a another friend of ours on drums before Dan joined the band mm. and where we met for the first time that, or, or we found out for the first time that he was a drummer. So it was at Kenzo, yeah. It was at Kenzo. It was at that point. So I don't think it was bad that bad at all. It was, you, I remember being surprised. I just hate and, myself. And you know that i say this with the most love possible i was more surprised because i was like there was like a 50 50 chance in my mind that it was going to be a train wreck <laughs> i was gonna i was like i don't know I'll whether margie's gonna like rock crush bottom it expectations or whether it's gonna be yeah and it was great so <laughs> give yourself some credit on the low ends playing around with the brown sounds worth yeah. it um trombone oh, yeah. and barry sacks but um no okay i reckon like the worst gig though would be like well the most like embarrassed sort of moment was when we did these gigs with She Hard like um, she had she, she I, hard she, she had she, she had, had like I, she's hard she had no, no, she had so so the she origin hard. of the band name is is they heard the word jihad uh, in the film Dune and uh, thought it sounded cool. Uh, so it's she had. she yeah. had cool yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah i think they misheard it as 14 year olds <laughs> they i don't know why i'm telling the story of another band's no i didn't even know who they are but they asked us to play at gloss and then on like a small google i was like these guys are kind of popular like that's awesome and it's like they used to be pretty large and they were doing some shows in 
my lack of Melbourne geography comes up here. I'm just going to say south and west. One was in Frankston. Frankston. was Torquay. That was the first time I went to Frankston. No, 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 it wasn't Torquay. It was Mulgrave. Mulgrave. What the fuck is Mulgrave? I don't even know. It's a place. Apparently we've been there. Yeah. And we, yeah, so we played these shows. Um, The one in Mulgrave was at one of those weird RSLs that like Jared was talking about. This place was fucking bizarre though. Big band room though. It had like a huge band room, but also like, how like these different wings of it. And one of them was like the all-you-can-eat buffet hall. One of them was like the dining hall. One was like the pokies hall. And then mm-hmm. there was like the band room area. Mm-hmm. And we were opening. The Village Green Hotel. It was pretty big. It's like um, where yeah. like all the fun. legacy bands like UMI and Daryl Braithwaite. Oh, tight. Go. That's yeah. It was like that's, the Croxton. And, and, and just a disclaimer vibes, here. Yeah. That's not to say that we're throwing like. On, on the whole, these were these were like great shows, yeah, and it was I'm, great to I like just, hang with I these guys. I get terrified. Yeah. I just get Queensland PTSD whenever I leave Melbourne City because I'm like, oh god, other places have suburbia. Oh god, <laughs> um, Queensland PTSD. Can I can I set the scene a little bit here? Oh, uh, I was gonna I was gonna set the scene, but alright. Go for it. Go for oh, it. Maybe I'm not gonna set it right. I don't know. I don't know. The room was pretty full ish, mm-hmm. and we just played a set like a couple of weeks prior with private function. And yeah. Private Function had just put out the Saint Street Anger, sorry, yeah. album. Anger, the, yeah. the, the Saint Anger album, yeah. but there was Classic. a Street Anger. Yeah. And so Which which if you're not aware is the same name as a Metallica album and the cover of that album. Who's like Metallica. You, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> they're this, they're this, they're this band. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Muggy would say that. Like, I don't know, that I didn't know who she had her because <laughs> I just don't know what pop culture. She doesn't know who any bands are, which is great. You have the, the constant experience of discovery all the time and I envy that. Um, but no, anyway, Private Functions record, uh, Sananga had a direct parody of the Sananga cover and, and they're just a great Melbourne punk band. If you've never heard of them, highly recommend. And as a gag, we played, when we played with them, we played a song off, uh, the actual Sananga. We, we played Frantic. Which is renowned um, for the shittest snare term. Frantic, tick, 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 tock. No, it's great. Um, so... So we, we knew how to play it. Yeah, and we were playing this not that long later and we were like, well... Should we do like a cover in our set? So, <laughs> um. so I, I think we let our ego get the best of us because we played the first set uh, or the first show, which was in Frankston supporting She Had and with this great other band from Sydney called Bare Bones, who I would also They're highly recommend. As They're well. fantastic oh, yeah. people and fantastic musicians. Um, and we sound checked for the second show with uh, Frantic uh, just because, I don't know why, the sound guy egged us on. He was like, oh, you're going to play that? You should do it. And for some more he context, knew. I and, oh for, my God. and, and for we, some more context, when we played frantic at the private function show. It was the wildest moments of us being on stage. Oh, ever. people pitted. The, yeah. the lights <laughs> were worst gigs. The lights blew on stage. Gigs. Yeah, this was at the tote, and it was a sold out tote gig. Okay. And the lights blew on stage and everyone was moshing and it was fucking insane. Like it was great because people were in on the joke. Yeah, because people yeah. were in on the joke. But then when we did it at Mulgrave. And, and for some more context here, I played that show wearing a Limp Biscuit shirt. And not, <laughs> not shit post. And well, exactly, exactly. We, we we got to the point where we, we went to that music. show and she had um a generation older than than we are and, and some of their fans are as well. And that means that when a ticket says you show up at seven o'clock, they show up at seven yeah, o'clock. Yeah, obviously. So I'm there wearing my, mind you, behind blue eyes era Limp Biscuit shirt. Very cool shirt. Uh, you know, no Wes Borland in, in sight. And we chuck out that sick cover. We're just like, oh, there's what? maybe some Metallica fans out here. Oh, maybe was, they'll have a laugh. Kind of, yeah, it was yeah. kind of a, a bit of like Are a, you having a laugh? why don't we just, you know what? Why not? So <laughs> we played yeah. it to a very not even mediocre response i'd say <laughs> that um but then we went backstage after we played like to, yeah. the, to the green room um and when i wasn't stealing chips off people's plates and, right. and, um, and we're chatting to, and, to to john so so john too good is is the vocalist and, and the, the front man for she had and at some point in conversation i mentioned or somebody mentions that we actually played this song and he his eyes just go like and he's like that was you? <laughs> and we were like, yeah. But wasn't it Tom who said that? No, 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 it was John. Uh, it was John. Because he was boy. like, oh, that was you. You actually played that out there. And we were like, yeah, we did. And he's like, I was in the back taking a shit. And I'm sitting there on the toilet. And I hear, tick, 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 tick. 
filtering through for long enough that I'm sure it's not a fever dream. And the first thought I had is like, fuck, I got to talk to the sound guy. I'm telling him to play less shit music <laughs> between bands. What advice would you give to a band that's just had the worst gig of their life? If you have one piece of advice each. Give you a call. Let's go on this podcast. They got great content now. They can they can turn that into promotion. You know, Fuck, because yeah, that's because sick. what bands that shit, shit gig come and see me exactly what bands like everyone puts out a song. Everyone is like, hey, listen to my EP. No one gives a shit. Everyone's got songs. Everyone's got mm. EPs. What people want are stories. They want entertainment, right? So if you've had an content. awful gig, hold on to it. Document it. Entertainment. It, it, <laughs> Entertainment. Mm. Yeah, when life, okay. life gives you bloody lemons, mate, you turn it into a bloody lemonade. <laughs> turn it into a gin and tonic. lemons and bail. But exactly. seriously, though, like, you know, like, we've all had, I'm pretty sure everybody has a shit gig. It's if, if you've just like had the first, if you've just had the first <laughs> shit gig, you know, there's probably going to be more. Who cares? Whatever, just have fun. As long as you're having fun. If you're in a band and you're not having fun, don't be in a band. If you're in a yeah. band because you think you're going to become rich and famous yeah, and have immediate stardom and, yeah. That's what I then, thought would happen with this podcast, but it's not then, Don't quit your day job, bro. I mean, if that's a reason why, a couple, you, why you're doing it. This is going to blow up. Then, then, no yeah. we're, gonna, then we're actually we're, we're not gonna. I'm being fully serious. We're just gonna spam Alex Leahy. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna say she, she had Alex Leahy. I was gonna say, and let me be clear. When I say this, I don't mean your podcast. I mean our appearance on your. Oh, podcast good. Is oh, gonna blow. Should, should I talk that's about? What I meant should I talk about the royal family? Then should I talk about? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Megan Markle. Um, it's Megan what? Markle. Actually. Oh yeah. fuck! It's Megan Markle. I'm cancelled. Oh Jesus! But if you're in music for money. You don't like lol like you play music and you're in a band because you fucking love making music and playing music and gigging yeah. is like the best thing ever like when you have a good gig so yeah. good mm-hmm. like um you have yeah. to play shit gigs to get better ones anyway. i mean if, if you play really shit it's gigs then it makes it. the better ones better I think the thing and who too. And cocaine then? Sorry, Maggie. That, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Let's leave that as a rhetorical question. Um, I think the thing too that people are afraid of sometimes is um, making mistakes and like feeling too self-conscious about it. Because there, there are many reasons why gigs can be bad, right? And many of them are like outside of your control. Like I've played tours with bands where we played a show that was like the best, one of the best shows I've ever played in my life. And then the next night played some dog shit thing. And was there much of a difference between our sets? Probably not. Was there a difference in the crowd, the location? Absolutely, right? Um, yeah, it wasn't your fault. But hey. I've also played gigs that have been bad because you've messed up. And I think it's also practical to kind of like try and take a step back from your ego sometimes and be like, well, if this gig was bad because I played badly, like that shouldn't be threatening. Like yeah. everybody messes up sometimes. And if you're able to step back from yourself and be like, yeah, that sucked, I messed up. What do I need to do to make sure that I can overcome that you know mm. um hell make messing up your thing it's yeah. great whenever i mess up on Depends stage it it's takes like performance art you know so you're not actually trying to play well you're trying to play the worst shit possible and honest, see how many honest to god there. though like get me started for most noise. for like 90 for like 90 percent of bands <laughs> that you see you'd rather see them play a fucking great show and just have a great time yeah than you would see them sitting down and playing perfectly wearing I mean, for bands like Mono, where, like, they actually do sit down and play, I want to see that because Mm. Mono's a different band. But, like, if you play in a punk band, fucking play in a punk band. Go ancient. If people wanted to just listen to you... Knock yourself out, literally. If people just wanted to literally just listen to you play your record, they'd stay at home and listen listen to your record. Like, the live show is a different thing altogether. So, even if you make mistakes, as long as you're going hard and you're having fun and, you, you know, people, like... Like, I'm self-critical as well as a drummer, so I notice mistakes, and I'm just like, fuck, and then afterwards, I'm like, fuck, I was shit, and everyone was like, I don't, what are you talking about? Only the other drummers are like, oh, yeah, kind of fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And even then, if they don't know your fucking music, they don't know that you fucked up. And that's the other thing, too, is that, like, you know your songs more than anyone else, so, like, it's way too easy to be self-critical and label something as a shit gig, Hmm. performance-wise, if, you know, even if it wasn't bad, and you just you just think it was yeah oh yeah so i think the other thing i think the other thing too is that like when you see a band the relationship between you as an audience member and watching a band play is very transparent right the thing that's the most important is not about a band being the most 
pitch or like note perfect version of themselves they can be. It's about, way out of tune. Well, <laughs> but the point is, it's if hot. you go and see a band play and it's obvious that that band is having fun, you have fun. It's a shared experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so the most important thing is to like, if you want to play music, find out what you find the most fun because that's infectious. Yeah. You don't look um, stupid if you're having fun. Exactly. Right. And if your version of fun is like a scrappy kind of like punk band that's a bit messy, awesome. If your version of fun is is hiking your guitar up really high and getting John Petrucci swole and playing in like mm. 1527, then like whatever that's not a real time signature but you know it, it could be in the future so yeah. but you know what i mean like no i do and thanks for sharing your advice guys that was cool. and sorry gal fuck we all, we all i use guys way too much. Cancer. i, I, I use guys way too much i need to find a more quick question gender neutral quick question. what's up you rat bastards that's, that's my favorite gender what's up, neutral bags? yeah I'm, I'm, bags. A, I'm a big fan of folks personally folks uh folks yeah. is good party okay. people doesn't yeah. reflect me party people's good folks yeah. doesn't reflect me as a person too that's much. fair enough it's 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 a, it's got a, a style it just makes me think yeah. of folks yeah. punk and then <laughs> okay you've convinced me anyway. i should stop saying folks thanks yeah I, no, i'm genuine yeah genuine about that that's that's all right mate, bags. Well, punk, thanks, okay. thanks for coming on i'll stop this Moment one for going on for two hours yes. <laughs> i think this app episode could easily go for two hours i think this this should be a two-parter and we'll get you back someday yeah. what, what we'll do we want to talk about what can we talk about time. for another two hours i feel like there's a long list you can, oh, give, we can talk about metal. star wars lore. we can oh, talk about all kinds new of things. no we can't talk about star wars dan hasn't seen the last movie Corey feldman Corey feldman yeah video games goddamn rabbit hole right there yeah all right, so as, as Redemption, all our yeah. guests play a live set. Uh, what oh, song really? are you going to be playing for us? Yeah, no, you have to play. We have to. <laughs> what song are we going to play? I forgot my bass. Can I play <laughs> Can I play Spoons? Yeah. Now we're going to play a song called Fell Asleep at the Phone, which is off our last EP, uh, You Can Do Better. Um, it's a song you can about... do better. Listen yeah, to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a song about... Um... Not at all about Fall my asleep phone at the phone. No, it's a song about phone anxiety. About oh, really? the, the pit that it, you can make yourself fall into when you become over aware of uh, notifications and just disconnecting from the world. Um, That's really nice. That's a nice go. positive Or if you song. just have not oh, it's, it's, a, it's a horribly anxious, uh, ratchet screw of a song that sounds like Powderfinger pushed through a meat grinder. Um, <laughs> Please don't I want to hear it. I guess. I like that. Uh, That's good. Let's hit it. Oh!
Fucking hell. A bit quick. That was good. I like it fast. Can you do it again? No. No, I'm good. Jared broke his guitar. I'm sweating. I'm just glad I got to make it do the silly noise at the end. I never play in a skirt. I feel like really exposed. I'm like, everyone can see my vagina. And that's it for the main interview. However, our chat actually went for 70 minutes. For legal reasons, there's some things I had to take out and there's also some things best not heard in a public forum. If you want to hear some off-topic banter mixed in with occasional music stories, keep listening for some bonus content. If you don't want to listen to that, no hard feelings. Next week, we have Samantha Sharp, an extremely talented singer-songwriter. If you enjoyed this, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube or whichever podcast platform you're listening from. The theme song for The Worst Gig of My Life was produced by Nathan Laurent. The interview and live set was recorded and mixed by Nathan Laurent. See you next week. I think the other night, yeah, yeah you just was... wouldn't shut no, up. No, but it was what because he was filling in the awkward... Is that going to be your worst show ever? Well, <laughs> when I was, when I was one, really the depressed last one we and played? I just got really grumpy at Jared because he wouldn't shut up. Wait, were you doing that thing where like you were talking about your songs too much and introducing them for no, like three minutes? No, he was trying to fill an awkward silence and then he'd already tuned and then he just kept talking so, about, I don't even fucking so know. So some extra context, right? So because I'm a fucking idiot, there's the swears going. Um, I, there are two different tunings for all of our songs. Um, they're in one tuning or another. So I he generally play shows with two guitars. One mm-hmm. tuned one way and one tuned the other way. And this particular show, we had played another gig out in Frankston the week beforehand at a big, well, not a big, but like a little kind of like punk day festival. Tight. And we had all of our gear stored in the one room with all the other bands. So I kind of took the initiative. I was like, oh, I've got a key for this case. I've never locked this up before. It's going to sit in a weird room for hours. I'll just do that. Did that, played the show, locked it back up, took it home. Um, and I just evidently forgot to unlock it or bring the keys with me because we showed up at this gig and I had one of my guitars locked inside a case. Hmm. So I had to spend... Uh, Extended periods. A not insignificant time during the set tuning the one guitar back and forth. Uh, one of the tunings is kind of like, has a low drop A in it, uh, which is not great for tuning stability. You pretend you've got like to tune I know what that means. Yeah. Kind of like, and st- it's to like, add to the, I always to do. Add to the, to add to the <laughs> cacophony that was going on on stage, like I was having a depressive week where I was like, I've spent like five days in bed. I was irritable and a piece of shit, which what's new. Um, <laughs> but then Jared was on stage and was like, um, because I, I was like, before we went on, I was like, let's change the set, guys. They're like, no, no, it'll be fine. We'll just do the tuning. And we're on there, and then Jared's doing the shit banter, and I obviously have got no input. I'm just thinking about bed, like, mm-hmm. and and I was just so grumpy. I was like, if, if we changed the set, we wouldn't have to do this. And, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> awkward silences just make me panic as well. So, That's like, true. When you... there's no banter, I'm just like... Oh, uh, yeah, so, uh... <laughs> we should have yeah. given you a mic. And then I'm just waiting for Jared to tune, and I'm like, I have... And I'm terrible at banter, so yeah. I couldn't fill the gaps myself. The great so way to diffuse like... it is just to say, talk amongst yourselves, guys. True, true. So, um, yeah. And then you ambush them and come straight into your set, and then oh, they're in man. shock and awe, and they don't know what's going on. Well, Dan never okay. used to have a, a mic, manager? so we're, yeah. still, yeah. we're still getting used to Dan having a mic. Cause yeah, really... I only started doing um, vocals live pretty recently yeah. in the scheme of things. So, And now that I have the mic there, you know, I like to run is my it, mouth. Is there like a too. pressure to use it? That you're like staring it down and you're like, well, people see it here, they expect me to I just like talking shit in general. Yeah, That's and a just, gag we should have. Of you just heavy breathing and just staring at the microphone. I thought you didn't want an on-stage ASMR experience. <laughs> no, if it's heavy breathing through the nose, it's okay, as long as he's not making the spit sounds. <laughs> yeah. So, so Margie, Margie has an, adv- an aversion to certain noises. Um, like what? I'm on the spectrum. I have a thing with some sounds. Like, excess 
Like, you know, spit mouth, like mm. real spitty. Let's that, just. That's, that we'll we'll talk bad. about it. What about people that play brass? We're, we're, we're rolling now. This is good. We're, oh, we're yeah. into it. I, play, yeah. I can play the trombone. That's different. That's well, not slurping. Well, sorry. What I meant by that was let's let's not imitate the sounds. Let's just safe oh. space, but we can talk about them. What and about just like, describe the sounds? Yeah, yeah, a trombone player opens his spit valve and just. No, it's fucking hilarious every time you open that's a spit valve because you can open it on like the wind section shoulders. It does. I spent. I played trombone in school. Um, T-bone. Yeah, the T-bone. old the old T-bone, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, I used to like empty my spit valve on people because I thought it was fucking hilarious. You must that's, have had a lot of horrible. friends. That's highly unhygienic. <laughs> I, I'm not about that. You, if you get <laughs> beaten up these different. days yeah. doing that, yeah, COVID, I, you can't I, yeah, no, spit on people. Usually, that's usually you wait for consent. You know, somebody's got to be like, please spit in my mouth. You don't just do it. <laughs> you just kind of yeah. just shake it towards them you a little. Shake it's it towards them a little. I do have to admit, so my first ever, I'm, I'm way off topic already, this is going to happen a lot. My first ever job, when I was maybe like, uh, 14 or 15, no, this was even before that, this was, anyway, long story short, mm-hmm. I spat on a guy oh, playing a game of soccer, uh, when on I was purpose? a kid. On purpose? On purpose. You piece but, of shit. But did it, uh, in a way where I was running past, and what? I played it off as an accident, and I got away with it. I was running past, oh, and kind of was like, would. well, if I'm gonna run past, I'm gonna make it, I'm just like, oh, I got a bit. Oh, and sorry, I was just, champ. Oh, shit, there's a guy there. Oh, I'm sorry. It just happened to be this <laughs> asshole from before him. And he's like, sorry, you spat on me, you spat on me. Anyway, we're wonderful people. You're setting a great tone We're wonderful people. Here, actually. Um, I didn't know fantastic. any of this about I didn't know anything no, about, I didn't know this about you, Jared. That's yeah, have you ever hot. spat on somebody? If you told me that on my first date, I probably would have gone for it. Well, fair enough. You know it's true. And we 2016? Went to a, yeah, when, when I first moved to Melbourne, yeah. And mm-hmm. that that was the worst gig of my life, definitely, when we went to a gig huh. together and I was just had this horrible person with me the whole time. He wouldn't even spit in your mouth. I no, know, if, right? I mean, if he told me that story, jeez, we'd be Yo, married. You're right third wheeling already here. <laughs> I'm mad uncomfortable over here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys bloody... It's fine. Nah. That that show was... Uh... Alex Leahy played. Yeah, Alex Leahy. Oh, shit, that would have been Alex great. Leahy opened for the heartaches and tired lion at Northcote Social Club. And Alex Leahy, that must have been one of her, like, first band shows. Yeah. Because it was, like... I remember the two of us, like, being out in the beer, beer garden and being, like, she was, like, the favourite set of the night. We were just mm. like, that was great. Yeah. Well, it was pretty fantastic. good at music, yeah. Hey? Yeah, and then yeah. I found a picture of Alex Leahy when we were at, like, another gig and, like, ripped it out of, like, a, like, little... Music magazine. Fuck, I forgot about that. It and it was in my wallet for like a year. Because he left it on the table, so I just put Alex Leahy in his wallet, and he just carries Alex Leahy with him. So. That's cute. <laughs> I Should wonder if take... she's listening. She's not. Yeah. Well, you never know. We could tag her. Yeah, actually, it's you know, tag her day non-stop. sixty-seven of tagging Alex Leahy. And then, and then we had, and then we had like a <laughs> weird, until she arm wrestles. We had like a Alex, weird thing about Alex stop. Leahy yeah. for a while. Yeah. I was... eat a picture of Alex Leahy every day. And she eats <laughs> I did. I was. I went to Big Sound that year, and Alex Leahy was at like the after party that I was at. And I was like, can I just get a picture with you? Because me and my friend have got a thing about you. And she's like... (laughs) We're kind of obsessed with you. And don't get weird, but can you spit in my mouth? Uh, (laughs) She actually just spat on me as I was walking past. No, Alex, he's a lovely person, I'm sure. Sorry. He's just spit in this episode. This is most of talk about spit so far. Yeah, look. It's it's nothing to be afraid of. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it? it's, it's very nature's amazing. nature's. It's I a actually, natural. I was gonna say it's nature's well. lubricant. But I that's actually not study true. art conservation, and they're like when they're talking about like these really precious, delicate objects. I was look like looking at something about how they were cleaning this medieval brooch they'd found underground. It hadn't been on Earth for you know like six hundred years or something. Very exciting, and then they were cleaning it with spit, and mm. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, that's a very common cleaning solvent in conservation. And I was like. So I have to do a fucking degree and pay all this money for something when in reality I could just be spitting on shit and just like giving it a wipe. Bit of the old elbow grease. Okay, I've got Or it's just a long con prank where one day you're going to destroy a priceless piece of art by (laughs) spitting on it. And they're like, you didn't actually fucking do that, did you? Yeah. Just a a quick and easy way to keep their jobs safe against this new crop of young and upcoming, you know, upstarts. Anyway, threatening the art I I have a spit-related gig story, actually, while we're on the topic. It all wasn't a complete waste of time. No, so, yeah, because I'm just like, let's let's get this back on topic a little bit. But, okay, um... This was when I was like 14. This is a really weird story. 
But I went and saw Bring Me the Horizon at, uh, I don't know, you guys know Bring Me the Horizon. Oh my god, Everyone kind of so, how long so When you were 14, how, 14, how in their 15, band 15. progression were, were they? Were they death still? Core. Still okay. deathcore. Yeah. So it was pretty old school because they, they played, I saw them in Canberra with, it was the tour with um, I Killed the Prom Queen and the Red Shore and the Ghost Inside. So it was like pretty, pretty early. Yeah, so like um, it was also after the time that Ollie Sykes had been kind of... Um, there was that allegation against him that he'd um, he'd weed on someone, um, and he you know he was like a lot without of water consent weed on someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that whole thing, and um, I remember like I was standing side of stage before Bring Me went on, and um, how are you side, side of stage? stage? Not, sorry, not side of stage. Like the venue, to the side. The venue that I was at, there was like a little path what that venue they would. Was it? So I mean. You wouldn't. It's in, in Canberra. Yeah. Uh, it was the UC Refectory. I've been to the UC Refe- uh, no. Refectory. <laughs> For those playing at home, for all those Canberrans listening, God's country. Anyway, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Telstra Tower. Anyway, so. This like, one goes out to fucking Mark Jamison. God's country. Anyway. Mark Jamison, The boys in Sea Town. Oh, yeah. I've never been. I. Yeah. It's not that good. It's, it's, <laughs> Sorry yeah. if you're in Canberra and listening Shut to your move, whore move mouth. somewhere else. Okay. I'm from Queensland, <laughs> I can't say. talk. No, I'm, not. Um, I'm from Wodonga, it's worse than all this. Anyway, Ollie Sykes spat on me because uh, I was like slagging him off about the Wii thing. You were slagging him off? Ah, Kelly Sykes. Before they went on stage, so they were kind of like standing to the side of the stage, like waiting for their intro music to finish or whatever, and then they would uh, walk up and do their thing, right? And then I was just standing there yelling like profanities at Ollie Sykes because. <laughs> You're 14, I you thought were it was cool. I thought it was funny. I've been shit talking since like, I was young. Did, do you like Bryn? No, the so I wasn't. A, I <laughs> okay. wasn't a deathcore fan. Do you there. have like the Why ghost inside there? or something? Like oh, because I liked. Well, I didn't like the Red Shore either, but I liked Prom Queen and I liked okay. the Ghost Inside. Yeah. So okay. and also like you know, I was, it was my emo phase. So I just wanted that to wasn't be that at much a going show. On a Wait, so you had an emo phase and you liked I Killed the Prom Queen, but you didn't like. Bring me to the horizon when they're Bring in their Bring me to the desktop. horizon. <laughs> Bring me the... Bring me. I like potato, 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 to the the... Sorry. Whatever, it's fine. To the the? <laughs> I just didn't like Deathcore because it was just too, <laughs> like... It. it was too, like... I'm not going to do the vocals, but I didn't like the vocals. So okay. please. Uh, I, I want to hear it. Was it too high-pitched? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, like... I, know, I just never really got it. I was more into metalcore. But anyway, that's that's not... Split That's a whole other kettle of fish. Spat on by Ollie Sykes. Oh, Some people would pay good money for that. But yeah, so he spat on me, and uh, I thought it was hilarious, and I still do. I just <laughs> where, where did it land? Was it like on your face? Yeah. Or? Um, it was like about here. Okay. Like, from memory. You should have jarred that and fucking sold it. How, how did you react? Because like, he, he how, did how it did as he walked past, yeah. as he walked past, going up on stage. How did I feel? Um, I don't know. I don't remember to be honest. Okay. This was Moist? like it's like fifteen years ago. Wow. But yeah, yeah, I felt more. I always feel moist. <laughs> it's a state of being. We should, should we introduce ourselves? We've been talking for a long while. Um, I'll introduce you at the start. So okay. if, when someone's listening to this at home, if I would have already introduced. If you want to link it to Go. the voices, if you want to okay. introduce yourselves, it'll again. come together in the edit. I'm uh, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Jared Gordon I'm and Tom uh, DeLong from Blink-182. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm Gigi Allen. Bite it, you scum. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was bad. Right. He's a bad That's man. That's a bad one. We want to do things in a rigid mm-hmm. manner. Is that we'll the go down the line things? and we'll go Dan, okay. Jared, Margie in terms of order yeah. of worst gigs. Right. And then we'll throw okay. it open to the floor for anything you think you've forgotten. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Dan first. Should we? Well, hang on. Should we do a moment to like no, introduce so who we are in the band and all that kind of thing, or like, or do you want to do that later on? Um, no, I'm not going to introduce you. Just you okay. do, do just yourselves. So, just so, just to confirm, we are. This is rolling, right? With this, what we've, we've been, been wrong about. the whole time. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm actually okay. just going to keep everything in. That yeah, 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 yeah. Almost yeah. from the start, I'll probably cut out like the first minute. But like starting all from disgusting sounds <laughs> yeah, and yeah. ASMR, that's just going to stay in. Can all we right. have the only thing I think we're missing is like a little like sample pad so we can like bring in some air horns and just like. Oh, I'd have too much fun with that. Nate's actually that. been talking about that for a little uh, while. And maybe like Lil Wayne going like a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. Like a, I just want canned laughter. No, I just, yeah. want, I just want the metalcore intro from or like the drum kit. Whenever someone says like walking on stage music for a band now, all I can think about is that metalcore riff. I should probably, I should probably, um, 
you know, follow the direction of the podcast. This is the worst interview of my life, so maybe I'll do myself <laughs> next. I've, I've completely lost control of this situation. That's, you know what? <laughs> that's what we're good at! <laughs> what else did you expect, right? That, oh, that smacks to me of poor research. I'm yeah. sorry, I got a call. No, I like to go in blind. I like to be completely surprised. You know, I didn't even okay. listen to nothing. Nah, listen to you. Who are these terrible <laughs> yeah, people all of that our invited into so my home? Readily available for people mm. to research yeah. anyway. Okay. Yeah, what am I going to do? Go to a library? Yeah. Just... We've actually got our interview with Oprah. You haven't read my autobiography? Yeah. If only I could read. The Margie Nova yeah. story. Margaret, Margie, Margaret, Margie. Yeah. That's it. Okay. It's all just me. Is every single point where you pause there like like introduced with like a semicolon? Yeah, I want as many it's like, semicolons. It's like a subtitle for yeah, a subtitle. Yeah, love it. And some guys, there's a door. You know, I can just talk about the rest of my life. <laughs> all right, guys fucking go for it. All right, right no, phone zip. Get some stretch. I don't even know what it was like. I, I don't know what my worst gig story is. You can I'm tell me. You can tell me. As that uh, fly kick someone. Some real small man syndrome for sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so yeah, that I would say that's probably the worst. That's good. So overall. one knock, sec. Knock, knock. Hello. I'm gonna pause the podcast right here for one sec. Oh dear. Down, 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 down. Hello. Down, down. I turn on the side. Oh my god, that's Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock on the door. I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, you fuck. Yeah, you fucking should be sorry. You can't. You should be sorry. Okay. Fuck that out. Bring him in. Who's who's Nikita? Let's ask what Nikita. Nikita came over for beers. No. Okay, hang on a second. No, Nikita. Can I just poll the two of you? How would you rate Nikita? Ten. Firstly, as a friend. Secondly, as a personality. Eleven. Like I'm one in ten. I'm still here. You can't say anything so cool. else. Does he? <laughs> I love Nikita. Nikita, do you play anything? He does. It's actually really good at guitar. Does he play? Ah, uh, we don't need another guitarist. Too bad. Yeah. Fuck uh, off, Jared. If we had another guitarist, then you could just roll around on stage singing, and I'll just great. roll. Just. You know that's exactly what you'd do. Nah. <laughs> If I was the vocalist of a band, let's be real, I'd probably have an anxiety attack and not Look, make it I have, I have set up too many complicated things with all of our existing songs to hand that over to somebody and be like, okay, so you need two guitars tuned to these stupid tunings. You need all of these stupid whittly sounds. Not everyone knows that a band that's got two guitarists or like a guitarist and a lead singer is better than a three-piece. Yeah. That's a joke, but I don't Look, know. It's also not. I feel like they're more successful. Depends. I don't know, maybe. Depends. Also, like, it's just one you, more person if to split three the people, with, Yeah, exactly. Right? That's exactly. exactly. You get more money, cash. Mate. You do Those get more cash. Those royalties, you know. Exactly. I need my $2.40. Yeah.